Good morning, everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of Learning to Fly the Podcast. Today's episode is extremely special to my heart. We have the guest, Kira. Um, this is the artist for all the wonderful work going on for JJK. You've also heard Nona on previous episodes of the podcast sharing music and poetry, um, as well as playing the Bacala stand, which was so much fun. Uh, that being said, hello, Nona. Hello, my dear. It's so good to be back. <laughs> it's nice to have you back and this time be a little more, you know, normal. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Vertas was hard to figure out at first. <laughs> yeah, just a little, but it was so much fun. It was. Um, so today, do you want to tell them what we're going to be talking about today? Or shall we just jump right into it? Sure, I'll give a little intro. Uh, so today I wanted to talk about uh, an artist who inspires me a lot. Um, I have been introduced to this artist through the wonderful Maddie. Um, we are talking about the wonderful Liz Houston, um, who has been talked about a couple of times on this podcast before. Um, yeah, she runs a shop at the Last Bookstore in Los Angeles, and um, I specifically wanted to talk about her Dream Keepers Tarot. And I'm so glad that we're talking about this because it's a great way to shout out the fact that the original deck of the Dreamkeepers was a self-published deck. Um, the deck has now been taken on, approved, and edited by the U.S. Games uh, Commissions. So it will then be released like a normal tarot deck, um, which will be published and sold through typical bookstores. Um, so that's super exciting, but it's a very big change in the layout of the cards, if that makes sense to any non-tarot um, readers. And even if you don't read tarot, I want to say that today's episode is extremely um, special to us because the artwork on the cards and the story that goes into the cards, um, and they're just a very wonderful, uh, useful, creative tool, not just... Um, you know, predicting the future or trying to make sense of uh, your internal perspective. Definitely. Maddie, would you like to touch a little bit more on the differences between the new deck and the old deck? I don't have an official um, description of the new deck. I just, I've, I've owned many decks by U.S. Games. Typically what they'll do is they'll streamline the size of the cards, the colors of the cards, things like that. Um, they'll also add a border on the front of the card, um, right. so that the the way it is now, the cards um, just have the writing on top of the image. The U.S. games will most likely um, put a border around the card and then put the writing on the border, as opposed to on the image, making it smaller, making the details harder to see. Um, things like that. Again, just to so streamline. Right. That makes sense. Um, yeah, from what I'm seeing on her Instagram, um, it's, it's not quite a border, but kind of like a, what do you call it, like a little, a banner at the bottom that okay. they're adding to seem to make everything, I guess, more cohesive in, in the way that um, U.S. Games wants it. Sure. Um, the other thing that I want to shout out um, 
and since we're talking about Liz today and changes, her online shop is completely up to date. Um, and if you are, have interest in ordering the self-published version of the deck, I would highly recommend looking into that now. Um, because as soon as the U.S. Games version comes out, that'll be harder to find. Definitely, definitely. Um, and it's a really, really lovely deck. Um, I felt instantly drawn to it as soon as I saw uh, Liz's art. Um, actually, on Maddie's page, uh, I think the first piece I saw um, by Liz was uh, the Hanged Woman, and it was on a journal that Maddie had, and uh, it was just incredibly beautiful and inspiring in a way, and just very unique in a way that I, you know, haven't seen before. Um, from what I understand, her art is a mix of, like, photography and also, like, old, um, old, like, archive photos and also other mediums like watercolor um, kind of all put together, and it really makes this very stunning, detailed, focus on like magical surrealism and fantasy and like um they all have very whimsical elements to them which makes them super unique definitely because it's hard to replicate other methods of fantasy definitely i actually wanted to talk about um some of the symbolism and the imagery that's really been speaking to me uh, from her deck, if that's okay? Yeah, absolutely. Great. Um, yeah, like when Maddie said whimsical, it just really cued me off. Um, one of my favorite cards right now uh, that keeps coming up uh, when I do readings for myself is the Queen of Wands. And um, I really love the way that the Queen of Wands is depicted. Um, in Liz's deck. Um, I'll try to describe it for you. It's There's a woman uh, in this long, flowy white dress, and she's kind of looking up at the stars over her shoulder. Um, she's kind of folded in these really pretty, green, soft-looking wings on her back. She is standing with a bow in her hands, kind of like how you would hold like a... Um, like a hiking stick. Um, she's very stately and composed, and uh, she seems to be holding like a mask, actually, perhaps of her face in the other hand. Um, and yeah, it's just, I really love this card for what it's been telling me personally in my life, as well as how it's been helping me direct my art as Maddie's illustrator. Um, and would it be okay if I kind of explain more about um, the meaning of the card? You can, um, and then we will talk through the actual card. Fantastic. Okay, so Queen of Wands, um, let's see, is... Definitely a fire card. So it's about emotion and putting things into motion and making things happen. Um, yeah, that's one of the big, big, big things. Um, and the fact that it's a it's a rose set from the 
insane that it very much fits into the persona of like the ultimate human putting things into motion and trusting those emotions and um sometimes uh thinking before i'm sorry acting before thinking um but it doesn't always turn out like sleep warnings That's that's really interesting, and I really um um I really appreciate um the perspective that you are providing on the Queen of Wands because I think it's actually a little bit different than the perspective that Liz provides in her Dreams for Tarot Companion Guide. Um, so Queen of Wands, let's see, I'm I'm just reading straight from the book. Um, is ruler the recognition of personal power and creativity? And uh, this is kind of, um, in, in my personal journey, it feels like this card is really representative of what is happening right now. And um, she is very strong. Um, she's very strong and powerful in any task she takes on. Um, she is filled with this sort of self-assuredness to color and magic that flows out through her and comforts others, lifts the vibration in the room. Um, the kind of beauty that uplifts, seeks to uplift those around her. And um, I really get the sense that this is someone coming into their own being, um, full, just feeling full of beauty. And um, what really spoke to me in this card was um, this message in it of um, if you are feeling disheartened, ashamed, or feel a sense of self-loathing, her presence in a reading has come to give you loving affirmation. And uh, that definitely spoke to me in a time when I was feeling kind of down on myself. Um, and so there's this huge comfort that I feel from this card, and kind of this, how do I describe it, this power through creativity, um, and finding your own way, um, it really just resonated in a way that I needed, um, yeah, she's encouraging people to commit their whole selves to their project, whatever that may be, the project that came from to mind for me, well, there were a couple, but Dear Bouquet was definitely first, and then also my music, which hopefully will be coming out later this year. Um, which is super, super, super exciting. <laughs> thank you. Um, but yeah, I think this, this idea of a person being so centered in themselves and happy that it flows outward in everything that they do, um, especially through creative mediums is exactly the sort of energy that I want to help put into Dear Bouquet because Dear Bouquet already is something that does this, that it uplifts other people, it connects, um, it speaks from a place of truth and wholeness, self-assuredness, it speaks from a place of loving kindness and I really hope that, um, yeah, that I could do that too and it was really cool because the other day I was doing a reading actually to kind of ask the cards for more direction with my art and you know queen of wands showed up again and so 
always the current theme. Sometimes that'll happen. Like, um, if you're you're really feeling or you're still resonating the answer, you'll see repeat cards. Or if you're asking a question that sounds similar but maybe isn't um, meant to be similar, the same yeah. thing will happen. Um, especially with decks that you have, like, a personal connection to, whether it's the story or it's the art or how you got it. Um, so that, that definitely tends to happen, and I think it's really funny when that happens and you're writing, like, two different poems um, or you're, you yeah. know, using it as a piece of inspiration, but it takes you in different directions. Right. So, yeah. I, yeah, I think you mentioned the personal connection to the deck, and I think I really want to highlight how the deck was made. Um, it took 10 hard years of work. Um, and Liz, from what I have read, went through a lot during those 10 years. And one of the struggles that she faced was figuring out how to be a single mother and support her child through art, like solely art. And she stuck with it and persevered kept after her dreams and it really seemed to flower um, and I as someone who is thinking of yeah trying to pursue the arts as far as I can go that is hugely inspiring I can tell that there was a lot of energy and magic and hard work and loving kindness that was put into this deck and I think that's why it's really I totally appreciate that. Uh, we do have to go ahead and talk about today's sponsor, Anchor, and then we'll be back to round out the conversation. Right, so as we come together again after our ad, um, it is exciting to say that Liz is doing very well. You can find her online shop, and um, we are so inspired by her art. It's not even just the deck. Uh, the deck is just one of the most versatile um and accessible collections of the art because each card is its own image. Um, that being said, though, you should absolutely go check her out. Um, and I really, really appreciate everything she's done for the podcast and for my new spot um, and even sharing space behind the scenes. So um, thank you, Liz. And if there's anything else Nona wants to say, the floor is yours, my dear. Um. I would just really like to echo that. Thank you so much, Liz Houston. Um, you have been incredibly kind already, even through the limited interactions that I've had with you. And um, yeah, just thank you so much for oh, just all the good energy that you put out into the world. Like your um, daily tarot readings on Instagram have just been really, really lovely and helpful and clarifying. Um, and thank you so much to all of our listeners. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and yeah, thank you for having me. Of course. Thanks for joining us. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. Uh, remember to check out Nona on Instagram and Dear Bouquet on Amazon, and of course, Liz Houston on LizHouston.com or Patreon.com forward slash Liz Houston or social media at Liz Houston. Of course, all the links will be in the description below.
Thank you so much and have a great day.